Well, hello everyone. This is Dana with the Crystalline Network presented by Our Mother's Crystals. Welcome back to another fabulous episode we have on deck today. If you are new here, welcome. Thank you so much for joining us. This is going to be a fun one, a fun first one for you to dive into. Guys, as you can see, I have crystal skulls on the table today and we have a very special guest with Tiffany Ferguson from The Singing Cave who is going to educate all of us more in depth about crystal skulls, what they are, what a crystal guardian is, and how having crystal skulls can actually benefit and bring enrichment into your life. This is so fascinating, something that I am highly interested in, and Tiffany is a wealth of knowledge on the subject. Her and I go way back, and I just cannot wait for you guys to meet one of my personal friends in the crystal community. Have fun with this one, and hey guys, if you don't mind, go ahead and set those notifications so you don't miss out on any further material. Go ahead and like and subscribe on the YouTube channel, or rate and review us on Apple and Spotify podcast. That is how we expand. And that is how the guests on our podcast and YouTube channel expand as well. So take a moment and do that, especially if you enjoyed this episode. Get ready. We are going to talk all things Crystal Skulls with Tiffany Ferguson. Love you guys. Bye. Welcome to the Crystalline Network presented by Our Mother's Crystals. This is a safe place for all those who wonder and wander about crystals, spirituality, all things metaphysical. Hey everyone, welcome back to the Crystalline Network presented by Our Mother's Crystals. I am Dana, your host, and if you are joining us on the YouTube channel, you're going to be able to see I am joined by a very beautiful guest. This is Tiffany Ferguson from The Singing Cave. And me and Tiffany go back quite a few years. Um, we connected via the crystal community. And we did that kind of behind the scenes, just sharing um, our love for crystals. And then it kind of blossomed from there. Um, Tiffany is into shamanism. And as many of you know, if you've listened to me at any point during the series, you know I'm into shamanism. And we've talked about our shamanic practices behind the scenes, conjured a relationship that way. And then it's just really blossomed from there. And I'm having Tiffany on today to talk to everyone about crystal skulls. I believe that is something that is some, it's just misunderstood in the community. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of wild things flying around about crystal skulls. And we are here to demystify all of that for you guys today. <laughs> so I want to touch on what Tiffany does because she is multifaceted like a lot of our guests are. So you are the owner of The Singing Cave, and you described this, um, and I love this, Tiffany. You are a hub to invite spiritual energy and community, and that is what The Singing Cave is all about. It's not just about crystals and crystal skulls, but it's also about education as well, and as you guys know, I'm big on that. Um, <laughs> Tiffany is also a shamanic practitioner, an energy healer, and a general generational herbalist there I got it right, got it right. <laughs> so I'm, I might want to have you back on to talk about that at a later time Tiffany because that's sure. something I'm really yeah. interested in but I just want to um, say welcome and thank you for bringing your energy and your knowledge to the crystal community today I'm really excited to talk crystal schools with you today Tiffany thank you for having me Dana I'm so excited to talk to you about the crystal skulls um, and recently what I've been doing with them, what I've been shifting in the singing cave and just how they've changed my life, what sort of impact I had working with crystal skulls 
it's different from anyone. I find that we are now getting a whole heap of new Crystal Skull Guardians everywhere. It, it seems to be growing. And I just want to bring the knowledge that I had to dig for at one point. And now I can be able to present that with other people so they know what they're doing with their crystal skulls. And I think that's really important because so many of us, some people like a crystal skull just because they like the shape, but they are much more beneficial and more powerful than just that. And Mm -hmm. we are going to touch on that today, guys. First, I want to talk to you, though, about your spiritual awakening. And I love to talk about this because so many others might relate to your own personal story and how you awakened. And it kind of lets them know, oh my gosh, I'm going through the same thing. You know, I feel comforted in knowing that this is, you know, my life is not necessarily falling apart. I'm having a spiritual right. awakening. Correct. So Correct. Um, I know that in 2017, in a dream, you heard the word shamanism. Yes. Now, I know that that's just part of your spiritual awakening, but can you touch on just briefly how you awakened and what you're doing now? Um, so I was trying to figure out what direction I was going in life in general. I had my daughter in 2015. Rosie. I had left my, my Rosie um, and I left my old job that was extremely emotionally, mentally, physically draining. And I understand to, it, it was. <laughs> it was it was too much. And, you know, I knew I was going to still work for corporate, but I wanted to be able to work in a way that was intentional, um, working for a company that made sense for me. And I did find that. But I knew there was more. I just didn't know what. And I had this dream completely randomly. And I've heard the word shaman and shamanism be used around. And I didn't have enough information. And I'm like, well, okay, that's cute for you, but what am I supposed to do? <laughs> it's great spirit, but what do I do with this information? Um, and so I, you know, I did some research and I ended up finding my spiritual me- uh, mentor, Sister Ursula Macheki, and doing a lot of my shamanic work with her pretty much ever since. And it has been a roller coaster of awakenings. There has been so much shadow work everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> and I always tell people, if you're not, if you're not crying every day at some point, you're not <laughs> having an awakening. <laughs> like, you're not and, and, and truly, because so many people think of a spiritual awakening as something that is uh, mind-blowing, beautiful, and it mm-hmm. certainly can be that. But there are many points along the way on a spiritual journey AKA an awakening or a remembering where you're dropped to your knees and uh, listen, (laughs) and I've been through it, girl. Oh man. Like, and I'm going through another one now. And I'm like, and it's, it's funny. I was talking to a friend and I was like, man, I find it very funny that when I'm yelling at spirit, that's when I get what I need because Mm -hmm. I feel like, you know, when you're going through an awakening, you feel like you're not getting the help that you you asked for or that you manifested. So it takes a while for anything to just settle into place. And if you're going through like one of those really big awakenings, then change is consistent. And if you're a person who does not like change, then you're going to really hate going through this awakening. <laughs> and, and that's so true. And I'm glad that you're being honest and open and truthful about that because that is the other side of a spiritual mm-hmm. awakening. So guys, mm-hmm. if any of you are struggling going through a moment of time where you feel like your life is crumbling or things can just not get any worse, just know there is light on the other side, but you do have to go through it. You know, you yeah. have to, you have to go through it 
to mm -hmm. be the to to become a different type of spiritual being on the other side. Yeah. Um, so how did you get into crystal skulls? It was a total accident. And, oh, and okay. I find it was definitely an accident. I feel like that is kind of the story for a lot of crystal guardians at this point is that there was no initial attraction. I mean, I've always liked the, the shape of the human body and how the body functions. So when you see a skull, everyone automatically it's the symbolism of death. Right. It's a bad omen. It's evil. And I had learned that a lot of the crystal sellers at the time did not have the best information when it came to purchasing, purchasing them yes. and how to work with them and what to do with them and, and, and where do they come from and all of this, these um, sort of different mysticisms. And I was curious, you know, I, I am a Scorpio son. I have a Scorpio stellium. So I'm investigative as, as, as well. So I'm going to go and dig as much as I possibly can. And I was fascinated at the information that was, was given and the science that was behind, not just the crystal skulls themselves, but just the science behind crystals and what that does when they take shape, when it takes mm, form. Um, so there, when, is, there is meaning behind the shape of a crystal. Yes. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Even even down to its actual uh, makeup, it's it's chemical formation. Like with cubic pyrite, it's because instant the the makeup of pyrite forms in these cubic forms. So what does that mean when we are carving in these 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 sentient objects of earth? What does that mean when they are put into a crystal form or skull form? And after that, I just became very intrigued with how quartz and any other crystal communicates to the human energy system. So would you say it was almost a calling, like as soon as you got into, like, I guess, um, educating yourself and researching mm -hmm. yourself on crystal skulls, was it like an automatic connection? It was uh, It was automatic and it was consistent. It, it turned yeah. into like a borderline obsession at yes. some point. <laughs> and it was like, I was buying crystal skulls because I was just like, this is so fascinating. Yeah. And I, again, I've come into the story where that's how a lot of guardians get into it is that they, they sort of just see one skull that clicks. And then after that, it's, it's over. It's like, oh my gosh, I want all of these all over my house. And I feel like you should trust that. So if anyone is watching or listening to this and you do feel attracted to a crystal skull, trust that. Trust that there is a reason behind that. And then that skull is actually calling to maybe work with you. I want to yep. talk real fast about the history of crystal skulls because you are a wealth of knowledge on the subject. And um, some people might be familiar with um, the Mitchell Hedges skull. That, yes. uh, that's what how most people, I think, probably start when they do their research. Yeah. Guys, crystal skulls have been used for millennia. This is yeah. not new age. This is stuff that has been um, used by shamans and in indigenous cultures for mm -hmm. millennia. And can you touch on that for us just to give us a brief education on the history? Yeah, sure. Um, I think there was a lot of controversy on the Mitchell Hedges skull because mm -hmm. there was assumptions that judging by the way the skull is carved, the specific type of tools being used they were under the impression that there was no way this could have been an ancient skull right. because, you know, they, they were under the impression that these high power tools were not even existent during the time when because this would have happened. We're talking 2000 years ago. 
Yeah, yeah, we're talking 2,000 years ago. We're talking different materials, too. Uh, the, the real history behind it would have started with the legend of the 13 skulls, and then it kind of grew into that. And I don't think it was in, it was until uh, Indiana Jones and the Crystal Skull, when that took place back back um, during those, what is it, the 80s now? I think it's the uh, 80s now. Oh. I'm getting old, honey. Oh, girl. <laughs> <laughs> Man, that hurt. I felt that. Um, <laughs> but when, when that actually took place, um, there became this very, very fanatical time where people were very interested in crystal skulls. Yeah. They were finding them in dig sites and they were trying to figure out what was real and what was not real. But there is a lot of previous historical texts that notates how shamans, specifically shamans of the Andes mountains, mm -hmm. had located these these ancient skulls, and they were, you know, they're a little bit more primitive, primitively carved, so they were not these really fine structures of, of crystal skulls where everything is, the teeth is correct and the eyes are correct. It was just the form of the way they saw a skull at the time, and the original thirteen skulls were said to be carved by, by the Lemurians. So we're talking about even before Atlantis existed, we're talking about the civilization of Lemuria. And anybody who knows the history of Lemuria knows how much they value their crystals and, and their it's Lemurian seeds. Oh my gosh, <laughs> that's true. So that's truth, truth for me. You know, mm -hmm. Yeah, that's it's truth. Really I mean, you know, the Lemurian seeds themselves held consciousness and memory and that was why we have Lemurian seeds and we find them only in specific areas but the crystal skulls were also said to give guidance and they carved a lot of these these different crystal materials into 13 skulls where you you generally there is some information on maybe we found them but there is no real confirmation of if these are the actual 13 skulls. So there are different master skulls all over the world in museums. You mentioned the Mitchell Hedges, that is considered to be one. Um, even if they claim it's not ancient, the people who have interacted with this skull have had very powerful reactions. So if, if you're not thinking it's ancient, I, I'm pretty sure there is definitely something behind it. And there is a... Uh, there's an Author. energy and a healing behind it's it. It's a healing. There's a healing behind it, yes. Is it true that um, a lot of the shamans of particular tribes or civilizations would actually use crystal skulls for healing purposes? Yes. Is that they correct? would use it for yeah, it is very it is very correct. And if it wasn't the the you know, it was it wasn't gonna be any just random crystal that you know we could go outside and just pick. Right. It was whatever crystal was precious to them at their time. So, you know, you have some jade crystal skulls and, and jade in, in any form is hard to find now. So to see jade skulls in very large sizes and down from, you know, the Mongolians, they, they have crystal skulls and they're found in different indigenous tribes where they keep these small little pieces of skull or these little masks that, that they utilize especially by the medicine person yes. to go into journeying or to speak with spiritual connection beyond in the dead. 
And I find it fascinating that crystal skulls have been found all over the world. It's not mm -hmm. just in, you know, one location. So we can make a significant correlation to these civilizations knew so much more than what we really know. So much more. So and they much were, yeah, they were using the power of these sentient beings carved mm -hmm. into crystals to help their community. And I, I find that so fascinating. Um, so let's talk about what a crystal skull is. Why is it important? A crystal skull, like is like with any crystal, is a shape. It is, and every shape of a crystal is going to be, you know, formulating a form of energy. So when you have a pyramid, the pyramid's top piece, that energy, the Egyptians believe, come from the sun, goes through that top point and shoots out through the four sides. The same thing when we talk about cubes, which is more of a protective energy. Now, the crystal skull is different because, of course, the human skull is reflective to the cranium, the cortex, everything here that has to do with different forms of, of consciousness. And so guys, if you're watching on the YouTube, you're going to be able to see us holding up crystals. And she has this magnificent Lemurian quartz skull that she's holding up right now. <laughs> yes, this is cheap. This is actually probably one of my, actually one of my first potent scales. And you remember when I, I got do. cheap. I do. <laughs> and this was, this was such a awakening for me too, because when he showed up, the same day I got fired from my job. I got oh let go. Oh my gosh. <laughs> he showed up in the mail and I was like, yeah, this is, this is what I'm going to be doing with my life Amazing. now. Here we are. Um, here, we here are. you are doing it. Here I am. Here I am doing it. And, you know, with Chief, because he is made of quartz, there is, of course, with quartz in general, that withholding of memory. And that's yes. why the Lemurians felt that quartz was some of the best material to work with. Okay. Other than most crystals, which have different functions, quartz was just easier. That's why we have quartz in our clocks. That's why we have quartz in our watches, so that it is retaining the memory. Right. But the shape here is so that, you know, we're communicating with a, a face. Yes. Because as humans, we communicate best with a face. We can talk to animals and trees, but the belief is that we needed or we required something that looked just like us amazing and okay. to be able to make that connection okay I, I thank you for sharing that i did not know that but that makes mm -hmm. complete sense now so what I, I love that you use i know what this means but some people do not you you use the term crystal guardian mm -hmm. and i think i find that precious but for those <laughs> of you or for those that may not know what a crystal guardian is, can you explain what that is for everyone? So a crystal skull guardian is a person who has skulls, crystal skulls specifically, and communicates with them and heal, does healing work and energy work with them. And some people can be a crystal guardian to one skull. You do not necessarily need a host of them, or you could have a host of them. There could be a whole council. And I've seen crystal councils go from anywhere between five to a hundred crystal skulls. But the whole point is that you are a guardian of this piece. They may not stay with you. So they may not be, you know, you're not owning them. Right. You're protecting them because they don't have 
arms. You know, you don't have, they don't have arms and feet. <laughs> You're the one moving them around and they trust you. They trust you to take care of them. They trust you to clear them and to work with them. Some crystal skulls are very eager to be worked with. They want to heal and others are perfectly fine with just being dormant. Okay. And thank you for touching on that because the energies of crystal skulls can be very different. So even though you are a crystal guardian, say you have uh, acquired a crystal mm -hmm. skull and one may um, just not be very chatty or it may not right. be doing yes. the things that yeah. you thought it was going to do. That's completely normal yep. for that to happen with being a crystal guardian. And I think it's important to touch on too that being a crystal guardian, there is a level of respect yes. that should be yes. made between um, the guardian, so yeah. i.e. us or um, with the crystal skull itself. There yeah. is a level of respect that needs to be there, respecting the crystal itself from Mother Earth, but also respecting the sentient being that is now um, yes. been carved essentially into the piece. So um, you, you are probably gonna be able to answer this for me. So when a carver is actually carving a skull, I have always heard, it's been said that once that is completed, that sentient being is now part of that crystal specimen yes. piece. Is that true? Yes, that is true. Okay. You know, once it takes shape, it already kind of awakens in its own, but that's not always true with every carver. Okay. Some crystals need to be opened. I know the, that Leandro de Sousa who is a famous Brazilian, amazing. He's probably the first of crystal skull carvers to actually show up in general. And at, right now, one of the most popular. But one of his methods is that when, once he does a carving, he does a ceremony where he places them in his temple of massive uh, master skulls and he opens them. So he awakens them or unlocks them, which allows the skull to come into full consciousness. And in some cases, you know, it doesn't happen all the time, but you can activate a crystal skull by just allowing it to sit with a more experienced crystal skull. Amazing. And I want to give a shout out to him. Um, I follow him very closely on Instagram. One of my favorite crystal skull carvers. Um, yes. I've yet to have one of his works of magic in my collection, but that, that, that is a bucket list crystal. Right there. Um, I find it beautiful how he... As a carver, he's not just an artist. He's actually respecting these yes. beings that he is bringing into existence. Mm -hmm. And, and I, th I feel like that is, you know, somewhat important, too. Yeah, it is. It's very important. I mean, that is that's personally why I am picky with not just yeah. purchasing crystals. But when it comes to crystal skulls, I have to be able to feel the connection. Yes. And there are a few there are a few carvers who are just like that. But in different ways and in, in, in different practices, they're the Venturinis and then they're the Pitico pieces and they are the Subashminas. And these are such amazing pieces being brought to life that they've had love placed into yes. them. And I feel like that's really important. You know, it's with any kind of work of art, if you're not putting that energy of love and that energy of patience into that piece, then you're not you're not going to get it back. Right. And I 100% I agree with that. On the flip side of that, so let's say someone buys a crystal skull that may have been mass produced, mm -hmm, right? Mm -hmm. Yes. Is it still a sentient being? It, I want to say Put it is. Put me on the hot seat. 
Uh, it, you know how I feel about these. I, I want to say. I want to get your it, opinion on it. I, I want to say I've worked with the mass produced crystal skulls. I've, I've been around a lot of them and it can be. It, okay. it definitely, the potentiality is very, very much there because at the end of the day, it is a piece of crystal and it is a crystal skull. Yes. So just like any crystal, whether it is coming from the ground or it is mass produced, there is energy there. Now, how that energy becomes awoken to you is entirely different. Okay. So it could you know, it could be a really nice paperweight or this could be one of your closest friends. And I like one of my very first skulls is, is one of the kind that have been mass produced. And I have such a huge connection with that. Right, skull. me too. So, <laughs> such right. a huge connection with that piece. Yes. And it was it was also you have to understand, like, it's it's also about what that skull has experienced. You understand, like, so if it could be coming from you to the factory, it comes directly from the factory, and then it comes directly to you. You may not feel anything, or it may just feel like, why, why do I even have this in yes. in the first place? Yes. But it depends on what that skull has been through along the way. So if it's you know becoming sold by someone like myself or someone like yourself, it can pick up that activation just being in the presence of whomever is guarding it at yes. that time and whoever's protecting it. Yeah, and so the potential is there for these mm -hmm. mass-produced types of carvings. And I also, like, this is just my personal opinion, um, that you, you yourself as the guardian have the potential to awaken that skull yes. that might be dormant or mm -hmm. may have not gotten as much love from mm -hmm. its carver or its experience. Yes, you know, in yes. this realm. So that is, it is a huge effect on the, that skull's experience is a huge effect on how it's going to help you. Yes, in the, in the future. Um, yes. And sometimes you can tell when a skull has had a bad time yeah. because the energy is. I'm gonna say dusty because it's, it's dusty, dusty energy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's very dusty. Like you know, you could just feel it's congested mm -hmm. because of wherever it was for a while, wherever it was sitting. Yeah. And just like anything, just like any a piece of a trash on the street, something, something might be trash to somebody else. But, you know, once you get it and you give it love and care and attention exactly. and focus, you're going to get what you need out of it. Yeah. And and that itself. Hello, Vasca. Who, who is this joining us? This is Vasca. So, She's guys, if you are joining us on the YouTube channel, um, Tiffany is Guardians of the Avian as well <laughs> so we have one of her babies joining us right hi. now super cute hi baby you here to cause problems <laughs> so yeah because she's here how how is it beneficial to work with crystal skulls so someone has a crystal skull they really want to get into working like actually metaphysically with them what's the benefits of doing that so you can you one of the things so this one this one here is my one of my smallest skulls and he is a quesada uh crystal skull and his name is advisor when i first got this skull he was so loud he was loud all the time and when i say loud i mean like he was always in my head telling me what to do mm. what was for the best so you could have a crystal skull that is just there to advise you or just sit in your bag and tell you that, hey, you should be doing this. You need to do this. Someone who's probably 
you may think it's it's your higher self, which it is, but also it's it's a connection from that crystal skull that you're working with. Right. You also have, depending on how you practice for us with our shamanic journeying, yeah. you can journey with the skulls. I, I that is, I love yeah. doing that. I, it's where the whole singing cave concept came from. I in remember the first you telling place. me all about it. It's amazing. Yes. Story. And so you can journey with them. You can, if you are just doing some prayer or some ceremony or energy healing, usually when I'm doing like an illumination process or decoupling process, which is regulating energy, there's always a crystal skull right there to help guide me through that process. Yeah. So I find them very supportive. So yes. I, I think of like them being beneficial as they're like my counsel. They are my spirit team. They are part of my spirit team. They are here to help guide me, help direct mm -hmm. me, help clarify things. Um, I have a crystal school that I use um, this one in particular just for shamanic journeys to help me get yep. into journey state yep. of mind, you know, in that yes. meditative state. And, yep. so, and I think they all kind of present their own um, attributes to help yes. with something in your life. There is, there's always something there. They, yes. they become called to you for something. Yes. I have some very large pieces that would like to be here, but I told them they're too big. I'm not, I'm not carrying them there, but the one of them, not, it's, they're heavy. They're like 12 pounds. Yeah. But one of them I use specifically for when I'm doing rune readings. Another one I use when I'm doing animal recalls, they are okay. very amazing support systems, yes. especially if you don't have anybody energetically in the house with you or someone who you need to help get some advice from. They are perfect for that because most of the time they are also encouraging you in the process. Right. And this can go with any facet um, of your practice, people. So like if you are just like you, all you do is pull a card on a daily basis. There is a crystal yes. ally out there that yep. will help to assist help you, you pull the cards. Yeah. yeah. And delivering the message. So there's literally a skull for everything to help you in your life. Some might be for, um, to help you get into deeper meditations or things yes. of that nature. Um, it, really, I feel like the, the sky is the limit with this. It's, it's like you're only limited by your own beliefs and how they can help Correct. you here. Correct. Correct. Um, so, Working with crystal skulls, we kind of already touched on this, but what, like if someone has a crystal skull and they're like, I just don't know how to work with it. What are some <laughs> tips or tricks to start working with them and connecting so, with them? What I would say is if you have a crystal skull and you don't know how to work with it yet, then you're probably not ready to work with it yet. Okay. I, I find that you don't want to force it. You don't want to force that connection. It'll come naturally. There are some crystal skulls that you probably had for years and they literally say nothing. And if that is the case, there is a reason for it. Yeah. But you would be surprised because they will become active in the moment you didn't know that you needed them. Now, if you were really determined to connect with a crystal skull, then, you know, do do with it like you would do your daily life. I have a friend who sits down and watches TV with her crystal skull. She puts oh, them okay. on his little silk pillow and and they watch things together and ironically that's how they bonded they they Amazing. actually connected in that way and her cat loves the crystal skull um i love that and that, the animal that's no lie oh. right there so if the cat loves the crystal skull that is not a lie <laughs> that is not a lie um and that's that's hope that is uh the eclectic muse uh oh, is it hope hendrix 
Yes, Hope yeah. Hendrix. Yes, her her crystal skull, Sunny is is very much connected to her cat. So oh, that's <laughs> they, awesome. they together. They cuddle together. It is it is the cutest thing. So it is like ever. really about creating a bond. With... It's creating a bond. It's creating a bond, and then you you know you work with it like how you would create a bond with other people. You know you're not gonna force a friendship on somebody. Right. You, you if if you guys bond naturally, well you can try, but it's probably not gonna work. And it's so, probably not gonna work. Right. Same, like, same probably... case with a crystal skull. Yeah. Yeah, same case with the crystal skull or even any crystal, honestly, because, you know, if you are bond or if you see that crystal, you're like, that's it right there. That's yes. what I need. So I want, I want to give you guys an example of this playing out in real life because she is spot on with what she's saying. When they're ready to, to work, they will work with you. I had this Mukite skull for, <laughs> I don't I even know how long I had this thing. Yeah. Just kind of dormant, loved it, felt connected to it mm -hmm. and brought it home. Okay. Didn't really, I tried meditating with it. It was yes, great, you but you know, it, it didn't go further than that. And then one day I was going to do a shamanic journey mm -hmm. and for whatever reason, and you know, you hear it kind of like in your mind's eye or you, you feel like it could be you talking, but your higher self talking, Right. go grab this skull. And so I did. And this is now my skull that I journey with when I do shamanic journeys. This is my exactly. ally to help get yes. me into the journeying meditative state. That's so beautiful. See, yeah. yeah. But, but it did sit here for quite a while yep. until I got the, you know, the hit. The hit, yeah. To start using it for that. So if you guys do have skulls that you're working with and they're, you just haven't really used them yet, just be patient and wait. And also ask. You know, I feel like there's no harm in asking, hey, guys, how you, how are you going to work with me? Yes. Which, you know, all you must do is ask and it will be shown to you. You just have to, be open. Be, shown to. Yes. Have to be open to receiving that message. Yes, you have to be open very much, you know, being and giving that respect that you want back. Like you said, asking mm -hmm. is actually an amazing way of wondering if this crystal skull is meant to be with you or if it's meant to work with you at this time. Or you may get the energy that it's, it just needs more time. It needs to settle in or it needs to figure out where it would be the most beneficial to you. I feel like they've enhanced my life so much and like my meditations and my journeys. How have they, how have they enhanced your life? They have really helped me kind of understand different aspects of just human life in general. Oh my just God, humanity. That's, that's big. Uh -huh. That's beautiful. <laughs> there is the the connection, the whole point of the skull anyways is considered in any no matter how you you paint the picture, it's a form of death, right? You know, the most, you're only going to really see a human skull when it's in the skeleton. Right. And I find that working with crystal skulls help you have a better understanding of death and of life so i have i have had a lot of loss recently you have, you have. and it You've is been going through it, it girl it, i've been going through it girl and i have really had to get myself back together in working with the crystal skulls because i was out of sorts for a while after losing my grandmother and then recently losing my father i was pretty much out of sorts probably for the past month and i sat down with my crystal skulls one night and it was so funny because I was really, I was really late and there was no reason for this, but they was like, Hey, why don't you just sit up with us? Let's just have a, a little powwow together. And we sat down and I was just cleaning them. All I did was clean them. I was wiping them down with my oils 
and we were talking and they were giving me all these different downloads that I know because internally, you know, this information is not coming from you, but it was just so nice to hear all the support Mm -hmm. that I thought I had lost because I was not working as often with them like I should. So, and they gave me the perspectives of what death really is, what, what life really is and how the it's healing and how the human mind works even in death, what what consciousness looks like once it's released from the human body. This the body is just limiting. And and the outside of the body and what death is is everywhere. You know, you're you're surrounded by your ancestral spirit helpers and knowing that there there is this ancient cosmic connection between the two of between death and the spiritual world and these crystals that we work with was just helpful. It was just that's so grounded. It's oh it's so gosh. it's a much better understanding, especially when you have suffered a lot of loss. You get to sit down and really think about death. You know, there is all you really have the time to do is think about death and what happens yeah. once we leave this plane in this world. And I was comforted. I was I felt a lot more at peace. A support that. system has been put in place for you. Yes. in the form of these yes. crystal allies. And I'm curious to know your opinion on this. This just popped into my head. Spirit guides. Do you feel like some of our spirit guides can come through the form of crystal skulls? Oh, yes. Yes. Okay. Uh, Chief Chief is one of my spirit guides. Okay. Uh, okay. Chief is definitely one of my special spirit guides. Because whenever I'm also specifically kind of like in a mode of doubting myself, Chief would definitely be like, hey, cut that out. <laughs> Get it together. And put you back in your place to where you need to be to be more high vibrational. Yeah. It, I just made the correlation here. Um, I'm having kind of an aha moment here that, um, you know, spirit guides don't have to be just these otherworldly beings that we no. can't always see. They can right. actually come within the form of, of a crystal skull. That's yeah. beautiful. Oh, they my can. gosh. And just the same way you have animal spirits, you know, yes, the, the, right, the, right. the same way they show up when they need to show up. Yeah. They're just, they have a form. That's why I said the creation of the skull is to give us something to relate to. When we see a random animal, we're not always pausing to be like, oh my goodness, right. this animal doesn't belong in this, in this area. Yeah. But when you have a crystal skull, their physical form is there. You're more likely to relate to the crystal skull than you are to to anything else that that makes so much sense Uh, real fast i I have to ask this because i get asked this a lot so i want to (laughs) get your take on this i'm here for you does the crystal material matter for a skull Mm -hmm. and does the size matter (laughs) (laughs) you know the the age-old question does size the age-old question (laughs) does size matter <laughs> so the we'll start with the material. The material yeah. doesn't necessarily matter. You know, okay. if anything it's going to enhance whatever that message right. is. It it's I work with quartz because I am the most comfortable and I am, I was called to work with various forms of quartz. But I do love the look of other crystal skulls like amber and yeah. obsidian. I freaking love, love obsidian, obsidian with a, a passion. Um and some of my most powerful pieces are obsidian. But like 
the, the it doesn't matter. You can really just whatever material you're called to That's how and I a skull it. happens to be. Yeah, it's and a skull happens yeah. to be why are you biting everything? And now you and you don't want me to touch it. Um, <laughs> she's mad. Wow. Like, stop. We have but, a baby um, acting up. Yeah, she really is. She's trying to get attention. But yeah, no, the the material can literally be whatever you need it to be. Especially if you're called to a specific material, work with it. I would love to see somebody who works with a bunch of Jaspers because I have probably only one Jasper skull and everything else is quartz. Yeah, so, you're, yeah. The, you're the quartz queen, honey. Uh, I, everything else is quartz. Quartz now, and obsidian. What about the as size? Far as size. Um, I'm a size queen, so I love me a big skull. I said, well, oh, here's here's how I always answer this when it's crystal related. You know, just crystals, not talking about an just actual crystals. carving. Right. It's yes and no. Yes. Because... Yes, I feel like bigger crystal, there is more concentrated energy. Yes. But that doesn't take away from a smaller crystal that a has smaller crystal. that has the it, same energy and can still be used. It can still be used. It really right. is it's just like with with the the material, it's really a preference. It's a preference. Yeah. There is no need to go out and buy a massive skull, unless that is something you are currently were like ready to work with. Yeah. If because first of all, they're extremely expensive. I'm not yes. even gonna, and I I offer large crystal skulls. I'm having yeah. offering a whole bunch of large ones right yes. now, but they're expensive. There's if that is not in your budget, getting a small little right. travel skull sometimes is even better because a small skull can go with you places. Yes, I agree. You can take it outside. You can take pretty pictures with small skulls. I'm totally for people who having a bunch of little tiny armies of baby skulls. But if you are a person who likes having larger skulls, it doesn't matter. You can get a really powerful master skull that is like this. <laughs> it can be this size. Right. Or you can get a skull that's completely dormant and it's about 22 pounds. So it it doesn't matter. So if, if you like them big, take them big. <laughs> moral of the story here, I think, guys, is go with what calls to you. Yep. Go with what you're attracted to naturally. Trust your intuition when choosing. Yes. Trust your intuition. And, and I honestly have to say that you get the best reactions just by trusting yourself. Because I remember when I started with Crystal Skulls, I had like a lot of negative feedback of well, why would you want to work with this? Or it, doesn't this seem there's, evil to you? Yes, there's a taboo behind crystal mm-hmm. souls. And there's I think definitely it is, a taboo. It's like, I, I've got this before. They're like, are you into voodoo? And oh I'm my like, gosh, well, yeah. First of all, what if I am? So what? Right, right. But, yeah, like, what? If, number one, what if that is my practice? Exactly. Because you shouldn't be asking me that question. That is not your business. Right. And yeah. secondly, yeah, even if it was, skulls are pretty much invested in any type of spiritual culture. I agree. Yes, I agree. So there's yeah. like this fear. There's like this fear behind the skull shape itself because I guess it's representative of death. It's not yes. like we're, you know, worshiping just the dead or things of that nature. It goes so much more deeper than that. It's it does. And I feel like when when people see it and automatically associate and judge it, then they become fear the fear is there that's right and and there's no room for this they they're not out here to kill you i mean guys these are our friends you yeah. know these are our spirit team the, these yes. are our spirit guides 
They and have helped civilizations for yes. thousands of years. Yeah. There has to be something to that. And we're here yeah. to dispel and, and that myth. Consistent, right. And it's, it's a consistent thing. Like I said, yes. I find we have Crystal Skull Guardians really growing right now. It's reawakening. It's really a reawakening to working with the Crystal Skulls. And if you are interested in working with them, Try a small one and, you know, don't invest in anything big if you're just trying it out. Yeah. You know, get yourself a little small skull that you feel that you're attracted to. But they, that was a lot of my, my kind of my issues in the past was people not knowing what to do with the skulls once they got them. Or, and I do offer like guidance on how to work with your crystal skull and the type of books that you should read if you're really into wanting to work with them. But don't let anyone kind of deter you from that. Because especially it could be if really you're feeling called. Yeah, especially if you're feeling called because it could be a really beautiful experience. You have no idea how, what, what they're there to tell you. They're messengers. And that's something I want to touch on too with you in the singing cave is um, I, I've mentioned it already, but I want to mention it again that yes, you provide crystal skulls, but you also provide the education, uh, with it, <laughs> yeah. which I'm yeah. and the support. So I'm, I'm yes. just really big on that. And I appreciate yeah, that you do that. Of course. <laughs> so I have some really fun, quick questions that I love to ask all my guests to get to know you better. Um, I feel like I know a lot of these already just because I've known you for so long. You've known me for so long, yeah. There might be some surprises in here. So um, the first one I always ask is what is your sign and your big three, if you know it? Okay, first of all, she's already said she's a Scorpio sun, Scorpio stellium. <laughs> Guys, when I tell you I am surrounded by Scorpios... <laughs> Here I saw your dad's picture and I was like, oh, that makes sense. Uh, seriously. Okay. <laughs> so here, here is yet another Scorpio in my life that I adore. So um, what is your big three? So I am a Scorpio sun, uh, Taurus moon and Capricorn rising. Okay. And then my stellium comes from the fact that I'm like, I'm a Scorpio Mercury, Scorpio Venus, Scorpio, um, <laughs> obviously sun. And... It's Pluto and I think it's mid uh, mid heaven. Yeah, Scorpio there was mid. no hope for you. You're a Scorpio through <laughs> and through. <laughs> I was, when I looked at my chart, I was like, oh, that's, yeah, there it is. Everything's that's making the, sense now. Everything makes sense now. <laughs> well, I love Scorpio energy. Um, obviously, um, it's, it's throughout my life and I adore mm. you. Yes. Um, what is your human design? Do you know it? Do you know your human oh design? Oh my gosh, I was just doing this with Hope the other day. Oh my I have, gosh, I have to know your all's human design. I hope <laughs> we're talking about Hope Hendricks, the eclectic muse. I'm gonna have to have her on. Yes. <laughs> I I do know it, but then I redid it and now I forgot it. That's okay. We'll look it up I, after the show and see. And we'll look it up after the show. <laughs> okay. Um okay. I have to ask this of all my guests. I feel like I know the answer. You might throw me off, though. What is your favorite crystal? Oh, God, you know. Um, is it? Do I have to limit it to one? No, you like, don't have to. One? If you have, like, a multiple uh, of faves, that's So fine. it's definitely Moldavite, Lemurian, um, and Citrine. She's big energy, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> Those are my top, probably, okay. my most have crystal in the house. Can you tell me why? Moldavite first because I when I got Moldavite I had the flush 
immediately. Mm, I know. Um, but then I was addicted to the flush. And I know some people get Moldavite and they're like, oh my God. But also Moldavite is definitely a transformational stone. Like it's just such a big energy piece. And it is going to, to my daughter loves Moldavite now too. That's one of her Rosie favorites. Rosie does. Rosie loves, oh. yeah. And she's only seven. And she always wears hers. She has a Moldavite pendant and she wears it to every chess match that she has. She doesn't go to a chess match with it. I love <laughs> that. Right. Yes, yes. So Moldavite that, um, Lemurians, because I was always attracted to quartz in general. But when I found like the barcodes on the Lemurians, I was just completely fascinated yes. and understanding the the growth patterns behind Lemurians. I yeah. just I can never get enough of those. I have a whole shelf of them. Yeah. And then um, citrine, because citrine is actually uh, the November birthstone. Right. It, it it goes in between uh, citrine and yellow topaz. Yes. But I've always had a thing for citrine since I was a kid. Like I, was, I didn't even know it was a crystal when I was five. But I thought it was one of my favorite ones. Cause, oh, I have it on right now. It's... Yeah. Oh, God, that's gorgeous. Stop with that big energy. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> so you and Doug are the same person. He freaking <laughs> loves, okay, being Scorpio too. He yes, loves Satrine. Yeah, loves makes it. sense. Yeah, loves the yep, energy yep. of it. Um, what is your spirit animal? So I have quite a few totes. Like there's a, up to nine spirit animals on a totem. Yeah. So I'll just tell you the ones I probably work with the most yeah. would be wolves. Oh, wolf, wolf and yeah, raven right. yeah. yeah and then raven probably even more so recently mm, i love raven. um i love raven and recently i've also been working with phoenix and dragon quite a bit Ooh, for that nice. transformational energy the fire um, too, the fire the and the water the oh, yin yang right. energy of phoenix and Ang, because in asian culture the phoenix is female in the the dragon is yes. male so I've been dealing with a lot of that balancing energy quite a bit. Oh, interesting. Interesting. Mm -hmm. How do you, okay. So for, um, in shamanic practices, we do work with animal totems, animal medicine quite a bit, mm -hmm. but for those that may not work with, um, them in a shamanic way, can you just touch on real fast how you work with your spirit animals? So I work with my spirit animals very differently. Um, there, I can either work with it when I'm going into a journey yes. and I have to power up with my spirit animal, whichever spirit animal is ready to work with me in that moment. Yes. And then that animal, of course, once I'm working with it in that moment is my power animal yes. because I'm charging up, rattling and, and pulling that yes. energy into me. And then if I am working with a spirit animal out in the field, they usually just show up. I've been having like a lot of morning dove energy coming up. I've been seeing them almost more oh often. Oh my than gosh. Yeah, I have, I have a lot of morning dove energy and spider energy recently. And I try to tell people that if you see an animal that you don't normally see right. and you're the only person who saw it, because <laughs> there note. was a take notes <laughs> because. Yes. I was in the car with my mother and like this random white spider ran into the car and it was like this, this big, it was a big spider. And I was in New York, guys. Yeah, it was white. And I was like, and I'm the only person who saw it. So we got out the car and it disappeared. No one can find the spider anymore. So that is significant. And so, yes. And, and I find that, you know, and then the birds, the thing about working with animal spirits is that you don't necessarily, they don't necessarily have to be spiritual you know they may show up in a dream to give you a message yeah. 
but sometimes they're physical and sometimes they're your pets. Yeah. Your pets are your spirit animals too, because yeah. they're there helping you out. You know, they know you probably better than anybody else. Oh, I, mine are my soulmates. I say it all the time. They're your soulmates. Yes, yeah. those, those are your babies. You know, and mine are these crazy three birds that fly around. <laughs> In the house. Um, and they literally are the epitome of chaos and creation. Like they are a chaotic, I've never knew birds to be the way they are, but <laughs> they, they're, there's, honey, they're free spirits. They are free spirits. Yeah. Like I now working with birds has given me a huge understanding of how air signs work because I, my daughter is, you're an air sign, Rosie's an air sign, I'm surrounded by air signs, and then looking at the birds, I'm like, mm-hmm, that's it, that's mm -hmm. where it is, yeah, that's so it, all that energy. Honey, now you know what goes on in our household all the time, so I'm the air energy, Doug's, you know, the water. The water. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's how yes. the household is all the time. I see it, I see it. <laughs> Uh, but the, the best thing about animals is, you know, you when you're working with animal energy, just knowing what the animal's basic actions are yeah. is based, is the message. What right. what does a spider do? It weaves webs. And then you think of webs of fate and, and how whatever you're going through in that life, what type of fate are you weaving? Mm -hmm. What is what is your future going to, to look like? And you're most likely going in the right direction. You know, you're 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 changing your own destiny. And I also see spiders as like the mother of creation of how everything yes. is interconnected. You know, yes. the web of life. Essentially. The web of life. Yeah. Yep, the web That's of beautiful. life. And if you're thinking about it in the sense of um, my favorite fables are the Aesop Anansi fables. So I always think of the spider as the trickster, yep. being cunning and and storytelling and weaving a web of stories yes. for you to leave on for your generation. Yeah, what's your story going to be? Ah, uh, yeah, it's it's a, it's like you are the author to mm. your entire life. Beautiful. So Tiffany, I I want to thank you so much for bringing your beautiful energy, thank your you knowledge, of course and sharing it with the community today. Um, if people would like to reach out to you um, and partake in the services that you offer, how can they find you? You can find me at the.singing.cave. Um, right now, reach me out on Instagram. is probably the best way to find me. Okay. And we'll have all of that in the show notes. She has some beautiful crystal skulls awaiting their crystal guardian if anyone is interested. She also offers shamanic services as well. Um, and I definitely want to have you back on to talk herbalism. Of course. Yeah. I can't wait to do that. I can't wait. Guys, if you enjoyed this episode, please take a moment and just like and subscribe on the YouTube channel. Set those notifications so you don't miss out on any further material. If you don't mind, give us a rate and review on Spotify or Apple Podcast. And until next time, I'm going to leave you with what I always leave you with. You are the power, baby. And you are the magic. Now go work that magic in your everyday beautiful life. Love you guys. See you on the next Love one. You. Thank you guys. Have a good one. Thank you so much for joining us on this episode of the Crystalline Network. We hope you learned something today. Please like and subscribe to our channel if you haven't already and follow us on socials like Instagram and Facebook and reach out with any comments or suggestions you have for future shows. Don't forget to head on over to our shop at OurMother'sCrystals.com for all the unique and quality products you want.